man, I don't know how you feel about going to church or how you feel about getting closer to God, but uh, there are lots of times can be some fear that's involved in that. And sometimes it can be simply because it's just different and uh, it's not something that hasn't been a part of your life and that's always hard to get engaged in. But sometimes when we think about getting close to God, I think it can be because um, we feel a little bit of fear. Uh, that maybe he's like that. Like, why are you so mad at me? Like, if you get to get too close to God, he's just so angry with the way you're living. And, and some people get afraid of that. Other people will feel shame uh, because of some of the things that there's in their life. And so, man, I don't want to get close to God because that's probably not going to be a real comfortable experience. Um, there can be another thing that can freak you out too, though, which is kind of what we want to talk about today. And that is a word that I probably overuse, but it's so appropriate today. And that's that God is just awesome. He's just, he's awesome. He is like so far beyond us. The word the Bible uses is holy. God is holy. And that's what we're going to look at today is this holiness of God. And the way we're going to describe it is God is as good as it gets. And uh, when you see something that's really, really good, that's better than anything else, There's something inside of you that just rises up and you have awe. It doesn't matter if it's an athlete like Michael Jordan who who topped everybody else who already were the best. You see him play and you just go, that's awesome. Or whether you you watch a dancer. I remember going to uh, to the ballet here and Susie and I just sat there and I'm like, I can't believe the human body can do that. Unbelievable power and grace. It was just, I just was in awe. And when that happens, you kind of just get caught in your... You're, you're just amazed. My small group, a lot of us were watching the movie Australia. Do you guys see that? How many of you saw Australia, that movie? Okay, and Hugh Jackson, you know? So there's a scene where Hugh Jackson, he, you know, they go off in the world, and all of a sudden, water's coming down, he's ripping off his shirt, you know? You see, the women are going, mm-hmm, yeah. And he's ripping off his shirt. I mean, it's just, and we just start laughing, and we're like, yeah, that's kind of Susie's experience every morning when uh, for me. You know, it's just, but it's not. Because there's something about when you sit there and you go, now that's what a human body can be. And it's awesome. We were in Italy, and they're everywhere you go in Italy are sculptures. And they're unbelievable. I mean, the thing for me is there's sculptures everywhere, and they, nobody even cares. And then, halfway through our tour, we run into the David. And I've, how many of you, we've all seen the David. He's everywhere, you know. I've seen him in so many pictures. And you stand and you see him. And I was so not expecting to see another statue. And it's awesome. It's better than everything else. It's as good as it gets. You guys, to be loved is awesome. To know that you are really hurt somebody, completely guilty, and that person turns around and embraces you with forgiveness. That's about as good as it gets. Except maybe one more thing. When you are completely known, fully, and completely loved, that's awesome. And it's as good as it gets. See, God is as good as it gets. And I'm going to try to help you see that that's what holiness is today. That's what it is. In the Exodus 15, 11, it says, Who among the gods is like you, O Lord? Who's like you? Majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders. Deuteronomy 4, 24 says, For the Lord your God is a consuming fire. He's a jealous God. 
And so um, just I want to remind you that this series we've been in is getting God out of the box. And what we're really trying to do is we're just trying to get to know God, really get to know him. Because Jesus said, this is eternal life that you know, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom we've sent. So what we've been saying is, you know, we got to get outside of our own preconceived notions of what God is like. And we got to let him tell us. And what God has revealed to us is I'm holy. I'm holy. I am so much more than your little mind can wrap itself around. And I am better than you've ever dreamed. And I am more pure than you can imagine. And so he, he, he kind of equates that with this fire. In fact, one time when he met the Israelites, in fact, when he was going to reveal, let me reveal to you my holiness. He came down on this mountain and it was like a fire. And then the Bible says he's an all-consuming fire. Well, Lad Chapman, our South Campus pastor, I'm Dave Nelson, if you're new. Uh, I'm the lead pastor of, uh, of, of K2. Christian Kokerscheid is our North Campus pastor and Lad Chapman's our South. And Lad and I <clears throat> uh, went out a couple weeks ago and we put together a little video that we want to kind of use for a springboard to help you to understand this theme of what holiness is and how his fire, his all-consuming fire plays a role in that, all right? So let's watch this and then we'll unpack it. fire just warms you up, man. In fact, we used to heat our whole house with wood-burning fire. We used to sit by that puppy all the time. In fact, the whole family gather around. It's just like camping. Yeah. You know, it's cool, too. I mean, I love camping. And uh, my favorite part, one of my favorite parts is when the day's done, it's dark outside. Yeah. Just sitting around and that one glow in the middle of all the darkness is fire brings us light and and then I just get caught in it, man. It just, you do. You just get mesmerized by it. So those coals, they dance, and it's like, yeah, it's magic. Right now this fire is just consuming this, uh, this wood, you guys. And as we're talking about God and trying to get him out of the box, one of the things that happened to the Israelites is, man, God totally huh. revealed himself and exploded their idea of who he was. And he used fire in a powerful way, and he revealed himself as the all consuming fire huh. and and Moses goes up on the mountain with the Lord and and he's affected by it greatly so much that his face shone uh, from being in the presence of God yeah and they stayed back yeah, so this fire is mesmerizing but uh you gotta wonder what an all-consuming fire would look man like. I can hear it. The sound is amazing. So you guys have this is something a little bit different than a nice little campfire. And what's wild is, is, holy smoke, seriously, how much you can feel the heat coming off that guy. But imagine now an entire mountain being engulfed like that. But what God was saying, he was saying that he was a jealous God. And somehow I was saying consuming, being a consuming fire was matching being jealous. And with God, 
Man, that fire, his, his jealousy is, is for you and for me. And we're worried about it and we're, we're fearful of what it means. What does it look like to step into the fire with God? Because we're worried about what gets burned up. But, but in his word, we find that he, man, he purifies us and draws us to himself. He burns away the stuff that keeps us from him. You know, seriously, like the thought of getting any closer. Yeah. Um, there's a, I, I, I'm just not going to do it. And sometimes we feel like that with God. We go, man, if I get too close to God, it actually starts to hurt. To be honest with you, yeah. my leg's feeling it. <laughs> and, um, and sometimes when you get really close to God, you start to feel it. And, it, and it can be painful. And many times we stop uh, pursuing Him huh. and, uh, because He can freak us out a little bit. But man, we want to encourage you to enter in. God encourages us to enter in. Because if we do, if we'll go in and go through the fire um, of His holiness, on the other side is something unbelievable. truth is there is something that's unbelievable and uh and it's kind of like this man it's unbelievable that god who calls us into his raging holiness man the goal of it is that that there would be connection and and just relational unity with him on the other side of it i heard a guy say one time that if we'll go through the purifying fire of god that we find that on the other side of that is like sitting in a living room in a close, intimate relationship with God. And uh, it's comfortable, it's relaxing, it's restful, and it's complete. And that's what God wants for us. It's interesting, in the Old Testament, always God said, be holy, because I'm holy. And the way we've taken that ever since is is this list of rules that you you try to be holy and you try to work and we always come up short you yeah. know and and then god in christ does it for us and gives it to us makes us holy uh like even in hebrews 10 um where jesus just says um man says to god here i am verse 9 i have come to do your will and then verse 10 and by that will we've been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of jesus christ once for all you know what, I, I, it never stops blowing me away that the will of God is for us to be made holy. Yeah. Two, two chapters later, it says God wants us to share in His holiness. Holy is just everything that's good, everything that's right, everything that's perfect, everything that's pleasing, because it's everything that God is. And He goes, I want you yeah. to share in that with me, man, just like hanging in a living room. Mm-hmm. Just share this intimate relationship with me. And uh, I love the fact that that's God's will. Yep. So here's the thing, K2. We got these boxes that we've been putting God in. And the truth is, is that God's holiness is, is far beyond all of our boxes. If we really look in the face of his holiness, man, it destroys our box. And, and then at the same time, this right here, this, this intimacy, this connection kind of fire that God desires from his holiness with him as well that he gives to us in his son this is far more connected than anything we could imagine
Okay, guys, so here's the deal. I'm going to try to share with you in the next 30 minutes what literally is like a lifetime of learning. Um, I got to share with you, and I don't even know if I have that long. I got to share with you what I, I think is maybe the most important message in all the world at almost like a seminary level. And so here's the deal. I got to pray, and we got to bust, and you got to grab your paper, and you got to get a pen. You're going to have to write this stuff down, because we're not going to have time to sit with everything as much as we want to, but you can take this and sit with it when you go, okay? So let's pray, and let's move, Father. Um, I asking, I'm asking you today to do what only you can do, and that is to reveal yourself to us. I'm praying that you'll open the eyes of our hearts so we see you and understand you so that we can actually know you. And I'm praying that you'd make this next hour holy. Holy. For every person that you love in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, man, I got seven points. Ready for seven points in like 10 minutes? Here you go. Number one, God's holy. And so in his essence, he's holy. Now, one of the things that means is that he's transcendent. And this is really important because I think we want a God that's way bigger than we are. And we want a God that blows our mind and one that freaks us out when we get too close to him. And transcendent, it simply means that God exists apart from and is not subject to the limitations of the material universe. See, that's critical to understand. That God is not a part of this universe. He's actually outside this thing. He's transcendent. He's beyond it. And that's, that's part of what it means for him to be holy. So God is the one who can say, I am. And all the rest of us have to say, we are because of you. God can say, I am. And we say, and I am because of you. We talked about that three weeks ago. He's the creator of everything. And part of what awe makes me in awe of God is when I stop and remember that I only exist even because he thought of me. He's amazing. He's all-powerful. He knows everything we looked at. He's everywhere. We looked at all of that. He's outside of time. He's the giver of life. He's the creator of all things. So there's awe and fear and reverence when you get close to God. And, uh, and the Bible says it is that kind of fear and that reverence, the fear of the Lord and the old, is what leads to wisdom. It's the beginning of it. See, because if he's not awesome, and we are, then I don't really care what he thinks. I care what I think. And if he's not that great, and I don't fear him, then I don't really be, have the beginnings of humbling myself to receive what he has for me. So this idea that God is holy is essential for us to grasp if we're ever going to really understand this God. So he's holy. The second point is that he reveals his holiness with his righteousness. So in other words, so if God is transcendent and he's beyond us, then how in the world are we going to get to know him? How can we actually understand him? Because if he doesn't show us who he is, then we have to make him up ourselves. We have to take our limited experience and our limited understanding and say, that's God, the best I can understand it. See, but if he's transcendent, then he's got to reveal and say, let me show you who I am. Let me tell you who I am. And that's what this is all about, is God revealing who he is to us. And so he reveals himself through his holiness. Revelation 15, 4 says, who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name, for you alone are holy. And all nations will come and they'll worship before you for your righteous acts have been revealed. 
Isaiah 5.16, the Lord Almighty will be exalted by his justice and the holy God will show himself holy by his righteousness. So God's saying, listen, I'm so far beyond you. I am so pure. I am so everything. Now I'm going to reveal to you what I'm like with my righteousness. So to know God when he reveals himself. And, and so what holy means is it's everything. And it was in the video. It's everything that's right. It's everything that's good. It's everything that's true. And that's why we can say, you guys, God is as good as it gets. Because when something's right, when it works right, we love that. Right? I mean, you want your car to work right. You want, you want your, all your appliances at home to work right. You want your marriage to work right. And here's God saying, that's me. I am everything that's right. I'm righteous. As I'm as good as it gets. And what's crazy is then how do people respond when they get close to this God who's holy and pure and perfect in his righteousness? Peter, as soon as he realized who Jesus was, he just fell down. He said, get away from me because <laughs> I'm a sinful man. See, he, also, he immediately knew, wow, you are and I'm not. And it made him fall on his face. People fell down all the time. In fact, the Bible tells us this is one thing I know. When I see him, I'm not going to be like, whoa, dude, awesome. You know, I'm going to be like, bam, on my face. And I'm not even going to be able to stand in his presence. And what's cool is all of you are going to do that whether you believe or not. That's what the Bible says. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Once you get him in his presence, that Jesus is Lord. But the other thing that happens is we pull back. See, when we, when we get close to that and it's something so good, what's weird is we, oh, we, we kind of pull back. And part of that reason is because you know if you actually went through this fire, if you entered into that fire, you're not going to be the same anymore. <laughs> you aren't. And all this stuff that you might like, all this stuff that is who you are, all this stuff that's about you, you go into the fire, God's going to say, okay, all that's going to be gone. You, get, you, you good on that one? And because we're not, we go, ah, and we kind of pull back. And we're fearful of the fire. Or we just run from it. Or we hide. You know, what was so interesting, as soon as Adam and Eve knew that they weren't so hot, what'd they do? They hid. So then we try to cover ourselves up and make ourselves look good when the reality is inside in our internal being. We know everything that's not right, everything that's not good, everything that's not true, but we got to cover it all up and make everybody else think that we are. Because if I'm that way, then maybe you'll like me and you can't imagine being loved if you were completely just who you are. See, that'd be as good as it can get. So here's God. He's holy. Number two, he reveals his holiness by his righteousness. In fact, when he came down on the mountain, huge moment for the Israelites in fire, that's when he gave them the Ten Commandments. See, that's when he said, I'm going to reveal to you what I'm like. So, number three, about God is God is love. God's holy. God reveals his holiness through his righteousness. Number three, he's love. Everything that God calls righteous, this is so interesting. This is the stuff I want you to, to grab. Everything that God calls righteous is somehow what is good for another person. The whole law, the righteousness, is summed up in what? Anybody know? Love. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 40, he replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. See this? Equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. And here's the verse. The entire 
law, and all the demands of the prophets. So every teaching on righteousness is based on these two commandments. See, so what God, what I want to try to help you see today is that when we sit there and we go, oh God, man, you're just asking me to do all these things and it's so righteous and you're just a pain. I can't even, can't even begin to follow you. And even if you're a Christian here today, some of you might be like, oh, following God, man, it's such a burden. This is horrible. And I just know, and I don't, I'm sick of church and I just, well, let's just do something else. See, I just want to tell you, you're, you're missing it because really what he's saying is everything I'm asking you to do is just what's good. It's what will be good for the person sitting next to you. It's what will actually set you free. And it's what blesses the world. Anybody want that? See, that's what he's offering by his holiness. And his holiness as a consuming fire, all he wants to do is just burn off everything in you that's not good. See, and what's crazy is our flesh goes, ah, no, no. And yet God is saying, I love you. Love, you guys, is as good as it gets I think about you more than I think about me. I give myself away. And God, he says, I love you more than anything. So really, if we live in love, we live completely for the other person. And I'm telling you, when we say what the world needs now is love, sweet love, is that not true? What we need is a group of people filled with the Spirit of God who don't think about themselves anymore, but are finally filled with so much love themselves, they can't wait to give it out to everybody else. So God is love. God is right. Here's number four. We're not. We're not. I mean, does anybody even want to say, dude, I'm actually pretty perfect. Anybody want to stand up? I mean, you don't because you know you're not. Now, some of you might say, I'm pretty good. You know what? Yeah, you know, I'm sure you are. But see, pretty good isn't good. In fact, Jesus said when someone came up and they called him good teacher, you know what he said? He goes, why'd you call me good? Only God is good. See, so we're all sitting here thinking, well, maybe I'm a good person. It's like, well, maybe you do some good things, but you're not holy. We're not perfect in our love. We can be good and we cannot be good. And what the Bible tells us is all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us have. So we've, re- we've, we've turned from our, the way of God, which is always, everything, everything of God is right, which means it's always I'm concerned about you. And we've turned from that to waking up in the morning thinking about us. The Bible just calls it the sinful nature, and every human being has it. We think about us. It's called sin. And because we sin, we fall short of God's glory. We've turned away. We've gone our own way, the Bible says. And it's not okay. See, because now... Life is not as good as it gets. Anybody want to agree on that one? See, now marriages are struggling at epic, epic measures. That's why next week we're starting a whole new series on marriage. We're calling it All is Not Fair in Love and War. (laughs) And we're going to do a marriage conference in three weeks that you do not want to miss because everything's not as good as it can get in the most important of relationships. All's not as good as it can get between us and our parents. I mean, you just open up the news and open up the paper, and it's obviously this world is not as good as it gets. You know why? Because people think, at its root core, is because I think about me and what I want more than I care about you. That is the essence of sin, and it's the essence of God to be completely different than that. So our relationships are broken, our hearts are broken, our world is broken, and it's because we don't share in his holiness in his righteousness, 
in the right way to interact with God and others. And you guys, it's what separates us from God. See, light can have no fellowship. And here's number five. Light can have no fellowship with darkness. And this is where rubber hits the road, man. First John 1, 5, and 6 says this. This is the message. John's, John's right. He goes, this is the message that we have heard from him. In other words, this is the message we heard from Jesus. And we declare it to you. That God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. See, God is holy. He's pure. He's perfect. And because he's light, he can have no fellowship. And that's the next verse. If we, that we can have no fellowship with him. If we claim to have fellowship with God and yet walk in darkness, we lie and don't live by the truth. See, all he's saying he is here is it can't be light and dark at the same time. You guys know that, right? Like, if, if it's completely dark and you just light a little match and there's light, well, it's not completely dark anymore. <laughs> it can't be completely dark and completely light at the same time. You can't do the right thing and the wrong thing at the same time. <laughs> Does that make sense? And so Deuteronomy 4.24 says, For the Lord your God is a consuming fire. He's a jealous God. So here's the point, you guys. God can have nothing to do with what's wrong. Otherwise, he couldn't be God, or he wouldn't be a very good one. Wouldn't that be freaky if God could do wrong stuff? If you worshiped him and this was a God who was like, oh, dude, I didn't quite get that one. Or if this was a God who could slip in and just have a bad day and decide just, you know, you because he could. See, but that's not God. God can't slip into that, have bad days like you and me. So he can have nothing to do with this. And so he's a consuming fire. So what happens is whenever anything that's not of God touches God, what happens? It's gone. He consumes it. Because he's only good. And he's only right. And he's only love all the time. So here's number six. So we have a problem here. And that is, uh, before I give you number six, the problem is this. We were created to be in fellowship with God. And yet anybody out there want to go, wait a second, man, I screw up. I, I am bent towards myself a lot. I do do things that aren't right sometimes. And God's saying to you, listen, I can't have fellowship with that. Can't have fellowship with that. So here's what's amazing. Here's number six. Jesus Christ came to make us holy. Jesus Christ came to make us holy. Colossians 1, 21 and 22 says this. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. In other words, an evil behavior. So we hear, we hear evil behavior and we go, dude, I'm not evil. But really all that word means is any behavior that's outside of God, it, it, it makes us in the darkness and God can't be there. So now we're alienated from him. We're actually not in fellowship with him. We don't have what we were created for. Verse 22, but now 
He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. This is one of the greatest verses in all the Bible. I hold on to this thing all the time. If you don't know this one, if you're a follower of Christ, you don't know this one, write this one down. Because when you screw up, it's so important to know I am seen without blemish and free from accusation. You look in the mirror and you go, oh, you're kidding me. That's good news. <laughs> Hebrews 10.10 10 says, and by that will, which we read in the, in the, in the, by the will of God, we have been made holy. And how does this work? You guys, here's how it works. In Christ, what he was doing on the cross, and this is, the, this is why Paul, when he wrote all the New Testament, he said, man, this is of first importance. There's lots of good teaching out there, but this is what it's all about. When Jesus Christ was on the cross, what the teaching is, is that he was taking all of our sin, all of our impurities, and he was taking it within himself. It's called atonement. If you, it's this idea that he can be the substitute, that he can come in and take all of the sin out of you. Now there's a lot in there. And he puts it in himself, and then he pays the punishment that's worthy of death. He takes it. So here's what I know. From, I'm banking on this with all my being. With all my being is that when Jesus Christ died, he died for me and all of my junk was in his body and God punished it. And because it all went into his, into his body, I'm holy. Does that make sense? It was a transfer. Can I say this? I'm gonna. It was a transfer of crap. It was a transfer of all my junk. It was a transfer and it's in Christ. And what the Bible teaches, and this is the stuff, this is why it's a mystery, and people go, man, that's just weird. But God used 2,000 years before Jesus of prophecy to help us understand this is how we can have fellowship with each other. I'm holy, and you're not. You must be made holy if we're going to hang out together. So all your junk gets in Christ, he punishes it, and he is your Savior. And now you have been made holy. It's the greatest news in all the world. And now, what happens? He says, as soon as you receive my forgiveness and you've been made holy, what's the very next thing that happens? You receive his Holy Spirit. Now the Spirit of God can go, I can enter in. I can enter in. And he comes inside you, and now life has the chance to be as good as it gets. Because the Spirit of God, who never thinks about himself and who loves everybody, is inside your heart, changing you to make you like him. And that is unbelievable. And it brings me more hope than anything else in the world. And just to give you, you know, so one of the things that's just so cool is a prophecy by Isaiah hundreds of years before Christ ever came. In Isaiah 53, 4 and 6, it says this. Surely he took up our pain and he bore our suffering. And yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquity, our sin. The punishment that brought us peace, so we're finally at peace with God, was on Christ. And by his wounds, you are healed. We all like sheep, all of us like sheep, have gone astray, and each one of us has gone to what? Our own way. 
See, the opposite of holiness. Holiness is, I'm never about myself. I'm always about you. But what did we do? We were like sheep, and we said, no, I'm going to do my own thing. And I'm going to think about me. But the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You guys, the greatest news in all the world is that God is holy. He's good, and he's right, and he's love. And you're not. But Jesus Christ came to make us holy, to take care of what was keeping us separated from him so that now God could come and take residence in our heart through his spirit. Man, you want a spiritual religion? There is nothing more spiritual than Christianity because the spirit of the living God now says, I'm in here right now so that you can share in my holiness. I'm as good as it gets and now I'm living inside you to make your life as good as it possibly could get. And I stop and I think about that and I just go, man, I stop and I go, who would I be if the right one hadn't come in and helped me? Oh, God have mercy. So what we're going to do right now, you guys, is in light of this holiness of this God, of this amazing being, who loves us that much, we're just going to worship him for a minute. And we're just going to take a couple minutes right now just to sing, holy, holy, holy. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Good, good, good. Right, right, right. Love, love, love. And just put him in his rightful place. And then remember that that holy one loved us so much that he would send his son to die for us so that he would take all of our junk in so we don't have to die, so we can live forever and place the spirit inside our being. And we worship a God who does that for us. We love a God who loves us like that. So man, if you want to stand, awesome. If you just want to sit and soak it in, do it. If you want to get on your knees, which you're going to when you see him, do that. But we're just going to take a few minutes right here, right now, and worship this God who's holy. You know, you guys, I just, I just realized that, um, you know, every Sunday we're here. Really, all we're doing, every Sunday we're here, is just trying to reveal what's good and reveal what's right. Trying to give, I just know for me, when we started K2, it was like, I, I've said it so many times, like, I so don't want to just tell you about him. I really want to introduce you to him. I really want you to know what it's like to be touched with God's holiness. Because it, it will, it will ruin you. <laughs> and that's the best thing that could ever happen. <laughs> the best thing that could ever have happened to me was for Dave Nelson in the flesh to die. For the selfish person who would think about me and do stuff for me to die, to get consumed by his fire, 
Because he knew someday I'd marry this woman and I'd, someday I'd have three kids and someday and I would just be, I'm a human. I'm engaged in relationships all over the place. And I'm just so glad that God looked at me and said, dude, I want yours to work. I want your heart to be free. I don't want you to be weighted down by all the worries of this life. So come, come. And oh man, I'll never forget the first time God really revealed himself to me. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I'm going in there. I'm so glad he just kept going, come on. Come on. Come on. It's called grace, man. He just keeps wooing you in. And then how sweet it is that, that you get to come to this place. Like, And I'm telling you, this is what happens. When you get close enough to God, he will burn away everything that's not of him. And it'll hurt like hell. Some guy just read this. He goes, God didn't come to save us from, to get, to get us out of hell. He came to get hell out of us is what he did. And that's what Jesus Christ did. I believe with all my heart that we're all going to face this holy God one day. And either when we face him, we're already going to have been made holy. It's called eternal life that we'll get to spend with him. Or we're going to bank on our own goodness. And we're going to face him with our own stuff. And I just want to say for one, seriously, for one, I am so glad that Jesus has all my junk. And that he sees me. I am free today. And so could you be. And you know what's cool, you guys? When the Holy Spirit enters your being, because I'm, you know, hello, am I still selfish? Yes. I'm not who I was. But I've still got it in me. See, here's what's amazing. When, he, when you receive him and he makes you holy, it's a positional truth. He says you're now filled with his spirit and you're born of his spirit. You're his kid. Mariah and Ashlyn and Caleb, they're my kids. And nothing's going to change that, right? Nothing's going to change that. Now, do we always get along? No. <laughs> so even as a kid of God's, I still can mess up. But the point is, he, this is an amazing verse in Hebrews 10, 14. It says, by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. See, so this is where all the fear is just gone because I know I'm saved from my sin and that I'm seen right now without blemish and accusation. I'm a child of God and that's really good. But because he loves me, He's committed to my holiness. He's committed to burning away everything within me that's not of him. And that, you guys, is a good thing. (laughs) Painful, but good. So, man, if you're a follower of Christ today, and you're sitting here this morning and you go, you know what, I believe in him, but I got to tell you what, man, I live for me. I didn't come this morning thinking, how can I love people? I didn't come this morning and go, man, I can't wait to give my service to God and service to others. You know, we, we come and we, we, just, we live lives as followers of Christ, but we're still about us. 
See, what God does is he eventually just gets all that out and turns it completely the opposite way where now you're free from thinking about you so you can think about everybody else. And so you just need to think this morning as a follower of Christ, where's your heart bent? Is it really, I'm a follower of Jesus. I think about me, but I'm a follower of Jesus. It doesn't work. And this morning where you take communion to give you a chance to just go, wait a second, God, I'm not holy, I'm not living like you. And a chance to turn that back around. And if you're, if, you're, if you're here this morning and, and, and God is uh, maybe just kind of showing you, hey, listen, I came to send Jesus to take all your stuff from you so you wouldn't have to experience the consequence of sin. I love you. I love you. I can't have fellowship with you. But I love you. Would you let me make you holy? You don't even have to do anything. You just got to believe that when I sent Jesus, I sent him because I love you. You just got to believe that when Jesus came, he really did come as your savior to save you from your sin. You just got to believe that. And if you believe that, I will begin, I will take all of that impurity out of you. It will be in Christ in the spiritual realms and you will be free. And I will put my spirit inside this new holy being my Holy Spirit, you will be my child and we will begin an intimate relationship where you can now share in my holiness, share in my goodness, share in my power, share in my strength, share in my hope, share in my peace, share in my purpose. God wants to come in and just do that and save you. And all you gotta do is realize, you know what? Yeah, God, I turned to my own way. And now I'm going to turn to yours. If you want to turn toward him today, today's your day. And you'll be consumed by his fire and you'll never be the same again. And you will know God like you never knew you could. So the band's going to lead us right now, you guys, and we're going to take communion. Because Jesus said to all of you who've received him here today, he said, you got to remember how much I love you, man. And you have to remember that all your sin was in my body. So when you hold that bread, it's a symbol of my body. And you need to remember all your sin is in my body. It's not in you anymore. You're seen without blemish and without accusation. It's all in mine. You hold that body and you go, thank you, Jesus. And then you will take that, the blood of Christ that was shed for your forgiveness of your sin. And you just remember today, Wait a second, I've been made holy. Me, screwed up me, is holy. Not because of what I've done, because of what Jesus has done for me. And I'm going to take that juice, I'm going to remember. Maybe you need to confess some stuff to him today. Just to say, oh God, please, yeah, come, please. Even today. Because he said, if you confess your sin, right? He's faithful just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He's going to cleanse you today from all the stuff that's not right. That's awesome. 
So here's your chance, man, to say, you know what, God, I've wandered. I'm not wandering anymore. If you've been wandering your whole life and today's the day that you want to turn and come towards Christ, then you come and you take communion, maybe for the first time, and you say, Jesus, I want you in me. If you're ready today to say, Jesus, I want you, I want you in me. I want you to make me holy. You come forward, or actually communion is going to be passed out. You just take it, and you take it for the first time, and you celebrate what Jesus did for you. And if you're a follower of Jesus, and you've been wandering all over the place, and today's like, you know what, man, I'm so haven't been holy. And I've been claiming to have fellowship with God, and I've been in the darkness. That's a lie. It's a lie. I haven't had any fellowship with God, really, in a long time. No more. Jesus, you died to make me holy. Christ died so we would no longer live for ourselves. 2 Corinthians 5.15 says, if you've been living for yourself, you're not living who you were created to be. So when you take communion today, you come back and you turn back and you let him cleanse you and set you free from yourself and you walk out of here, the person he died for you to be with the Holy Spirit reigning inside of you. Say, oh, he's gonna lead us. You guys enjoy this moment. Soak it up. Christian's gonna close out our service. Man, if you need to pray with somebody, if you've made a decision for Jesus today, if you put your faith in Christ today for the first time, don't leave this place without coming down and telling Christian that you've done that, okay? God bless you, literally bless you as you commune with him right now.